Welcome to Banter and Such. I'm Brando. And I'm Owen. And today we are talking about what makes a great character. And we have some very special guests today from the Venture Forth podcast. We have Russ Bartek. Say hi. Hello, hello. And Shane O'Loughlin. Hey, everybody. Ooh. What? what, did I say that right? Did, did, did I get it right? It. Did you pronounce it? Right. You got it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> He this wasn't practicing be it before at all. That was the first. <laughs> no, time. Not, no, not one no single preamble. Bit. No. Just <laughs> blasting him. Just blast. <laughs> all right, this is gonna be good. All right, let's get into some BS. So today we're talking about what makes a great character, and we're going to be theming it a lot towards the D&D style characters and bringing some movies into that. But before we get into all this great talk we have with the bros from Venture Forth, we're going to give you guys a little heads up on some Helios Network stuff. Yes, first of all, as always, you know, I want you to check out uh, the HeliosNetwork.com. We have amazing merch. Our cool stuff is up there. We got the Wasted Truth shirts. We have the stickers that I'm a big fan of mm-hmm. that I got all of my notebooks right now. In front oh, of do me. you have the new notebook? Uh, yeah, got yeah, my new cool. notebook. Look brand you. new. Yeah. Look at all the notes I'm taking. So, <laughs> And we got our pins, all the all fun stuff at the HeliosNetwork.com. And of course, if you'd like to support the show, check out our Patreon. Link is in the show description. It helps support us and get the Helios Network and Banter and such out there better into the world and doing cooler and better stuff. As well, it gets you bonus content that we do every single week, which is called bonus banter, discounts and merch, stuff like that. And as well, you can vote on show topics. Okay, now we're ready to jump into it, which I'm excited to because we have celebrity guests. Yes. (laughs) Russell and Shane. You're from... A legitimate actual show, not like this like shit show we're running here, but you guys are from a real actual podcast. <laughs> too kind. You're too kind. <laughs> so why are you slumming it with us? Yeah, show, uh, t- show us your receipts today. Uh, who are you and who is your daddy and what does he do? <laughs> <laughs> My dad's the dean. Um, I'm Shane. Uh, Shane O'Loughlin, as, as I stated. Uh, I'm the... Um, composer and editor and sort of like uh, haughty artistic director of uh, venture forth a dnd podcast uh yeah which is we're we are we are sort of in that vein of like our aim is to be this like prestigious dungeons and dragons experience you know at, at the risk hell yeah man at yeah. the major risk it, it is to do that on a podcast <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah we really like the idea of dnd as a storytelling medium and like while the rolling is fun and it like helps move the story along, we really like the idea of just improving with our characters and seeing what happens. And that's just been something that's been so much fun over the past oh almost two years now. Almost where we've just been years. playing, oh, wow, yeah. playing these characters and just having a blast. Yeah, what, what was it? Uh March twenty twenty one was your first episode release, right? That's right. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Nice, nice. So we're we're talking about this idea of because typically Owen and I, I mean, we just talk about all kinds of things. Just generally, I mean, ninety nine percent of the time it's it's movie related, yeah, movies but, and shows and stuff and, like that. Yeah, but we've done conspiracy theories. Yeah, we've done um, weird nice. stuff before. Very good. We've, yeah, we did an episode on all of D and D and all of D and D. Yeah, we had uh, Kenley Shea from. Uh, Oh, um, oh! You forgot the name of her show. God, what? Um, Sirens. Giving, yeah, Sirens. Sirens. Oh, yeah. Sirens. Okay. I think yeah. I've heard of that. Yeah. 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 So, 
But yeah. today, so the, the thinking was today, which is kind of like a topic that blends into movies and TV shows, but specifically D&D, because you guys are very much in this, Owen and I, more in an amateur sense, are into this, is what makes a great character. Like, there's the, you know, people say that, like, you know, story, you know, people can follow stories and tell you the story. But at the end of the day, the thing that's going to hook you on a show or the thing that's going to hook you on a movie or even a game, whether you're listening to it or watching it or playing it yourself, is great characters and so uh, kind of like just generally like what what did you guys think of when i was like because i know even owen you too i kind of proposed this idea I was yeah. like what were you thinking like what came to mind when you were thinking of like hey let's talk about great characters were you thinking of like specific people or oh i mean i always try to go back to you know fantastic not just tv shows but also video games or even D D games i played where it comes to character development because that is something like, you know, we always talk about like mindless entertainment, but at the same time, like I still want like a good character mm. to to watch, you know, someone that yeah, I sure. care about. It doesn't need to necessarily be the good guy because, for instance, like you got Breaking Bad where Walter White is the bad guy. Yeah. He is the bad guy of the show, but he is such an interesting character. And even when I was young and started playing D&D, I was always looking at characters that I was drawn to on the silver screen, if you will. Uh, and trying to translate that to my D&D characters early on. So that's like yeah, that's yeah. something that has always been natural to me. So what I as a DM have always said was like if I'm coming to like a new player that wants to play D&D with me, it's like, hey, take two of your favorite fictional characters sure, and yeah. find a way to blend them oh, okay. into one to make your own unique character. And that's mm-hmm. something I've always, I've always really, really liked. But in the D&D aspect of things, though, I want to go to our experts here. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. To that you is guys, 100%. what, what, yeah, yeah, 100%. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you guys have a PhD from D&D University <laughs> yeah, yeah, we did, yeah. on C- character creation. Cut to me and Russell pouring on our suspenders. Yeah. Yeah. Still paying off those loans, you know. <laughs> <laughs> and, and no one can see these guys right now, but they're they're the kind of nerds exactly how you imagine. Yeah, they're wearing fedoras. <laughs> yeah. Thick yeah. frame glasses. Yeah, my yeah they have katanas. down my neck. I'll tell you what. <laughs> <laughs> it's thicker on the neck than on the chin. <laughs> yeah, that's that's really hot these days. It's, the it's the ladies love that thick <laughs> neck beard. Yep. Just thick. <laughs> no, but to you guys, like when 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 you guys first sit down to start writing a character for yourselves, for you to play, or as if you guys have DM'd for for dungeon mastering characters, what are like some of the first things that you guys look at uh, or think about when it comes to creating a great character? Well, uh, I thought it's interesting you brought up the idea of smashing two characters from fiction together. Um, we see a lot of stuff like this in the in the sort of D&D influencer sphere where it's like, here's how you play Iron Man in D&D. Like, here's how you build the sheet that is yeah. this character. Right? Yeah. That's like yeah. verbatim that character. Um, but smashing the two characters together uh, actually folds nicely into something that I always prioritize when I'm building a character, which is tension, uh, I think. Uh, yeah. because D&D is very long form you spend a lot of time with these characters you don't want them to be uh, isolated to like one pillar of an identity you want them to have a thing that they are constantly struggling between the poles of uh, and so that's what I'm always looking for uh, to have a character that's going to be fun to play for a long period of time they have to be able to like bounce back and forth between certain things and not be just like a one note wonder and that's that's my that's my I, I love that point. you bring that up because, like, you know, in playing D&D, one of my least favorite people to play with is the stoic paladin. Mm. You know, the lawful good, yeah. righteous. I'm the good always guy. the good guy. And, you well, know, that's for- who you play when you're a kid. 
Yeah. Right, like that's who we like play as. Stern Brightblade. When all I day. when I pick up a stick and I'm a little and it's my sword. Uh, yeah. I'm the good guy. Right? Lich you want to be Lichbane over here? That's the it's first uh, first character. Yeah. Of the yeah. <laughs> but well, oh, but man. they they tend to be they they can be a little boring. Like if you're gonna take like a straightforward good guy, mm-hmm. like think of a movie. You know, there are some movies like this where like you know you have just a good guy who doesn't have any flaws and doesn't like, there's no tension, but like you, they have to be in a really great circumstances or be surrounded by these great characters around them. But especially when the D and D context, like you can't just be like the guy who gets along with everyone. <laughs> you can't just be the guy who does the right thing. You know, it, it makes for such a boring story. Right. And, uh, mm-hmm. That's one of the things I really like. You like about that tension that needs to be there. There, yeah. there needs to be some type of duality between mm-hmm. them right you can't just be the lawful good paladin because that sucks because if you have characters that are better written and better acted in the in the group uh people are going to want to do things that aren't necessarily lawful good and you can't just have like be like the oh um well what, what was uh the a team like mr t they always yeah. had to like knock them out to put them to on a plane <laughs> like there's so many times we've had to do that in D D with paladins. oh yeah <laughs> I've, I've actually done that too we had a this is when i was playing uh at a store and we had a paladin who basically just played a cop, like was like lawful good, played a <laughs> oh, cop. God. But the thing that was really cool was that he was also a voice actor and he like, he knew how to like have the nuance with the character. And I think you bring up this point of, of like not making a, a, a one dimensional character by just being like, I'm always right. And like, I have to follow the law. But what's really cool is that once you build that character, the great thing about D and D is that there's always that room during the campaign to grow it. Right. So yeah. maybe later on down the line, mm. there's a moment where yeah. the paladin does something immoral or or to their standards, it's immoral. And then they have to battle with that and think, oh, am I am I redeemable? And then that's a whole character arc that that is born from the campaign that's happening, which is something that, again, that I just I keep falling in love with D&D because of that is just because it's yeah. so it's so reactionary and creative and it just it bounces off everyone else. And it's so much fun. Um, point yeah, of and fact. Russ, uh, oh no, please go ahead. Go for it. I, I was just no, going to no, say, no, no, um, Russ and I, both of our characters in Venture Forth are heroic. Uh, on a, on a sort of, they're idealistic. They are yeah. very like passionate about doing the right thing. And our show is deeply uh, uh, entrenched in the the examination of what it costs to be heroic and what the, the risks are. And how hard it is to be yeah. heroic, like how how much you kind of sacrifice, nice. and is even the people around you and the relationships around you, how everything else suffers if you're trying to do the right thing all the time. And so it's it's all it's been really fun to explore that because it 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 seems like playing a uh, you know lawful good character is kind of like going to be boring, but there's a there's a way to do it, especially if you have a good dungeon master, where if you constantly challenge that, it becomes yeah. More salient, more interesting, super fun. Yeah, yeah well, that, that lawful good character is like the kid in class who like at the end of class and like the teacher's like, all right, class dismissed. And they raise their hand and they're like, oh, you, you forgot the, the homework. Yep. <laughs> and everyone's like, shut yep, the fuck yep, up. Yep. Wasn't there supposed to be a quiz today? <laughs> like, I love how real world that is because like, it's true. Like if you're going to be have integrity and like do the right thing, then you're going to like file your taxes exactly correct. And you're going to like, you're going to claim everything. We you here know? at the Helios Network <laughs> truly believe in filing your taxes hey, correctly. Man, real talk, man. They are underfunded. The IRS 
IRS is not coming after me, man. Yeah. <laughs> I can put whatever we, I want on that form. Brando speaks on man. behalf of himself <laughs> and not the Helios Network. Yeah. <laughs> We're get, our, our little LLC is getting audited. Oh, man. Man. But, uh, <laughs> but, so, Shane, it sounds like, you know, you you very much are looking for, like, tension when, you, when you're creating a character. Russ, what about you? Do you have like something that you kind of like the a key essential element that you start when you uh, start doing character creation? Not just on the like the class and and race side, but like story side, like where your character comes from. Yeah, I mean, <clears throat> for the character that I had with uh, Ventureforth, I had an idea for for a long time of just wanting to play a character that was based off of a lot of TV show kind of uh, movie esque um, ideas that I had in my head. But <clears throat> whenever I'm playing a a different character. I, I like to, um, I like to kind of leave it open. I think, and I, I'm really, a, I like having like setting a few benchmarks and then just letting it ride through the campaign and then letting the campaign drive how the character's built. So like, I will build kind of like a one dimensional to an extent, and then kind of on top of that, put little things like uh, maybe they like to paint or or they're a fisher or they really enjoy this or they hate. Uh, Lemon pastries, <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. which is a nod to our podcast. But uh, but um, <laughs> I was about to say that was oddly specific. Yeah, I was about to say yeah. <laughs> but it's like little things like that. Like I'll, I'll place in the character and then kind of just see how the character develops. Because um, the the beginning of the campaign, my character is always different. Whenever it gets to you know episode eighty, like I feel like Flynn has grown so much and has changed so much. I think. Little little things. I think I, I a lot of my characters are built off of like things that I hear and and see, whether it's TV, books, movies, and it's like, oh, that'd be cool if I played a character that did this. Not necessarily based off maybe a character, or it might spark an idea of something. Um, and I like to. I think I like playing small characters or just characters that challenge the uh, typical flow. So like right now, I'm playing a very small fighter, like a halfling fighter. So. It's all oh, based around that. decks in a in a in a guild where it's all strength based and, and being stoic. And I'm playing this dexy little bounce around halfling that that is really upbeat and happy about life. And the whole guild that he's a part of is like downtrodden and stoic and serious about like doing what they need to get. The done. old grizzled warriors, <laughs> a bunch of badasses. Yeah. yeah. So I think yeah. yeah, yeah. I, I guess in a long, in a roundabout way, that's probably what I like to do. Is like I find I like to find those tropes and then like flip them on their head and like do something different with them and to see what I can do and make it interesting. Oh man, you just said a lot of interesting things now. Cause I know we've been talking about the movie thing and it is true. Like, cause you can take like, that's one thing that that's cool about D and D is like, like think of a movie character or like a, but then you put them in a new context Yeah, and they yeah. can be very different and you can make them your own. I, I like your idea of like mixing two characters too. But, but like I did that when, when we, uh, we were doing hammer and Helios, you know, mm -hmm. my character was actually based on a star Trek character. Yes. And, but you, you know, I kind of started in that place and it just, I know you hate star Trek. How dare you, <laughs> sir? How dare? <laughs> I, I have two star Wars tattoos. All right. That should show you. I don't have any star I, Trek yeah. tattoos. Mm, I, I guess, guess you're not that big of a fan. I know. But, but like, it, it, it's cool how, like, like you said, like Russ, you were seeing like me, and you start one way, but then, you know, there's the character arc yeah. and it just kind of, it goes where you don't know where it's going to go. It's, I mean, like when you're watching a movie, like, I don't know where this is going to go. Yeah. I don't know where this is person's going to end. I mean, some things are predictable, but especially in D&D, like where it can get very unpredictable. I mean, have you guys heard about like the memes of how like either your group starts out 
very serious and you're like you're a serious person and then like after a hundred sessions you're just playing pranks on each other yeah. like farting on each other yeah. or the reverse you start out playing pranks and then by the end of it you're like killing god yeah yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. i think that's really cool that's like the cool thing about this game is that it like it just it flo- it goes so many different directions so it can start off very serious or very funny and then lead into something else and just like the ability to build on it i think it's the thing that i just i fell in love with yeah, I mean, and that's one of the things we keep we keep bagging on like the lawful good, but you know, I, I to bring it back a little to movies too. I want to talk about probably the most interesting lawful good character that's ever graced comic books or even uh, the silver screen. Uh, are you gonna say Superman? No, fuck. Yeah, I was thinking Captain America. It is Captain America. Yeah. It's Captain, Captain America is my Superman. No, he's no, not. He's not. I can do this all day. Different things. <laughs> they just yeah. have different powers. That's the only no, difference. No, they're no, totally different. If you look at it. Captain America, you know, that first Captain America was the best Superman movie ever made. <laughs> I mean, that's he is one of my favorites. For sure. I mean, I really do like his character. And and you're not wrong. Uh, just the end of Avengers, just he just shines. Just like his like unwillingness to yes. quit just like brings a tear to my freaking eye. It's yeah. Well, there's so there's something cool about the good character, and like it's funny because we mentioned Superman, but if you look at Captain America in the MCU, that's a good example where like a lot of lesser writers would try to like. Take that, like, you, oh, you have Captain America, but then, like, he gets addicted to drugs or something. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, they, yeah. You got to give him a flaw. You got to give him a character arc. They never did that with Captain America in the yeah. MCU. You know, and we kind of see that with some of the Superman, you know, kind of see that Man of Steel, Batman be Superman, where it's like, dude, you don't need to make him brooding. You don't need to yeah. make him depressed. You yeah. know, like, it's okay to have a good guy, good guy. But it takes a lot more skill. It does. But you can yeah. still make that interesting and fun. And his evolution's great because if you take him from like the lawful good paladin, right? Just like, I'm going to do what's right. I'm going to jump on that grenade. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. Which was like, there was like a clear enemy, you know, in World War II. Yeah. Like, yeah. We are the good guys. We're the allies, and the the Axis is the bad guys. Yeah, black and they white. Got yeah, there's a skull and and logo suddenly, and everything. Man. <laughs> and it's red, and we all know red is evil. Yeah, basically always. Yeah, he, he's a literal Nazi. Yeah, <laughs> he's a, yeah, he's he's more Nazi than Nazi. <laughs> he was the out Nazi the Nazis. Yeah, they had Pretty to start Hydra. <laughs> The Nazis were, were like, Nazi "Whoa, dude!" For him. <laughs> yeah, Hitler was like, "Hey, calm down, man." <laughs> yeah, but like, and then to you know, jettison uh, quite literally Captain America, you know, sixty years into the future, you know, according to comic books now, um, and then be like, "Hey, like, how do you still have that guy?" Yeah. you know, that wants to be that lawful good, that oak that won't bend in the wind. Uh, but still have them be interesting. And that's like one of the things I love is like dissecting that kind of things when it comes to character development. Yeah. And looking at it where you like, you see him even like, if we want to talk about the Chris Evans, Captain America in the MCU, primarily you see him like he was lawful, good paladin at the beginning. Yeah. Right. But like where he is now, he definitely has kind of lost a little bit of the lawfulness. If yeah. we want to use D and D there's terms. more nuanced. Yeah. There's a lot more nuance to it where he still is there doing what is absolutely right and good. But now it's not necessarily always about like, Oh, well it's because the U S government said so. Right. right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah we, he became an enemy of the state. Yeah. And, yeah. and that's, and that's, I think that's part of what we were talking about earlier about the tension is, uh, you know, when we're playing a character or writing a character or anything or creating a character, like that's going to be good. Um, it, when you put them in a real world situation where the world is not always good, <laughs> you know, that's going to create tension. And I, I think that's fun to play that kind of character too in D&D where it's like, 
I'm a good guy and I'm going to do the right thing, but that's going to piss everybody off. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know? Yeah. yeah. I mean, well, that's yeah, a so- critical element of uh, D&D, right? Is you don't know what the DM is going to bring. You don't really know. True. Like you might yeah. have, your DM might give you a handout about their world and you could read all 400 pages of it, right? But there's still going to be elements <laughs> that are... I, I kind of feel personally attacked right now. <laughs> My... He handed us a binder this big, guys. <laughs> yeah. this, is, this is like... This is inches long. That's how I feel every time I send anything about my character to our DM, Ethan. I just feel like, oh, man, here, here's another thing he's going to have to read. And I feel yeah, so here's bad. Another but it's catalog. like, you need to know this. <laughs> yeah. It's like, hey, DM, could you internalize this for when I bring it up in three sessions yeah. from now? Here's something yeah. else you need to memorize. And if you don't memorize it, it's going to throw everything off. Hmm. Brando, what? are you listening to what they're saying? Because <laughs> this is what Brando did to me. I'm so I'm so bad about like my character. I play loose and fast with my character. I'm much more interested in like the personality and like kind of the acting and role playing of it. Like sure. when it comes to like rules of what my class can actually do, those are things that I don't really care much yeah. about. I'm like, ah, actually, that's a good. I want to do point, this because I think like in D and D in general, I think a lot of people are like turned off by it because they feel they're worried about all the rules and all the mechanics and like they don't know what how to do everything and like, oh, there's too much math or there's all this other. And I feel like that's a really good point you just made. Uh, it's just like, don't worry about it because that's what the DM's there for. And I think that's something that I yeah. uh, learned in my short career of a few years of just like playing D&D of just like, l- like let the DM know what you want to do and then just kind of roll with it and just see what they say. Oh, they're going to tell you what to roll if you need to roll anything. And I think yeah. that's something that's really cool to to, to know, you know? We have a, we have a druid in our party uh he's a he's an eric druid and his his like Ooh. go-to expression is may i stretch the bounds of druid craft yep. again to yep. do x y and yes has to sigh wearily and, and, yep. and you know see if it's gonna be okay <sighs> so yeah that's definitely a, a that, feature. that's when you reach the definitions of things it's like what is the absolute minimal thing that i need to be to be considered a druid yeah <laughs> it's like you don't even use any magic you're fighting with a sword what are you doing <laughs> well, they're referring to the actual spell called druid craft well but what i'm saying is like in in you take it whether we're gaming or in movies or anything is you take that character and you stretch them yeah. to their limits. You, you, you kind of break them outside of the mold mm-hmm. and, and you, you know, that that's really fun. It's fun to play. It's also fun to watch. Yeah. I mean, Quentin Tarantino, I forgot in what interview he said this and I, I, we should start like a count for and the amount of times I bring up Quentin Tarantino. We should start a count episode. for the amount of times I say we should do a Quentin Tarantino episode. <laughs> yeah. You haven't he's, yet? He's my favorite director. Yeah, we haven't. Yeah. We're like 100 episodes in. We haven't we done, done a Quentin no. Tarantino. I mean, I our first episode be. ever, we did talk about it. But, <laughs> um, but he, he talked about in an interview, like his favorite thing is why he, uh, you know, in Inglorious Bastards, in that first scene, between Christoph Waltz and uh, the the, the guy that yeah. that has the fa- yeah. the, the Jewish guy. family, yeah, yeah, uh, it, that scene is twenty two minutes long. Oh yes, and he talks about how like he he likes to think of it like a band, like not a band aid, but a rubber band, and like how far can he possibly stretch that rubber band, and that's the tension, that's yeah. the drama, yeah, and that's one of the things I really like to bring up when it comes to character development. And, and Shane, you even brought it too. It's like the farther that you can stretch that rubber br- that rubber band, that character development. You know, the better off it's going to be because when it finally snaps, it makes it so juicy. Yeah. Right. Like if your character, if you take that tension from whatever your character, it doesn't have to be the lawful good character. Yeah. It could be chaotic good, whatever, uh, or evil. Uh-huh, you want to be that way. <laughs> but it's like once you finally snap, stuff. though, and you know, it's like, whoa, where does this character go from there? Yeah. But yeah. let me ask this. Let me ask this though: Is how do you do that? 
without pissing people off. Like, like you know, that tension and I'm, you know, the, the guy that uh, I'm chaotic. I, you know, I rush into things. Mm-hmm. I have flaws. You know, I'm making the wrong decision. All these things that are interesting and fun for me, yeah. you know, or for the, yeah. whoever's playing it or, or, or fun to watch in a movie. How do you in a in a group setting where you're playing a game? How do you not just get on everyone's nerves? Mm-hmm. Uh, well, I, or maybe you do. I don't know. Go ahead, Shane. <laughs> I mean, so, yeah, Shane, you smirked real big right there. For <laughs> we, we have answers for you. Don't don't even worry. We are the experts after all. So to sit back, we and have we, we have uh, we have tested every theory that you've proposed here uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> in an episode of our show. Um, but uh, but yeah, I mean, ultimately, what we we played for, uh, we were gonna launch our podcast, and then the pandemic happened, and we were like, okay, we'll wait until this is over to start, and then that didn't, it, there was no end, and yep, so then we going. then we yeah. launched like six or seven months later. But what that gave us was like a lot of time to sort of practice and just play together, and because um, we had just mm-hmm. sort of added people to the group, and we were still figuring out the dynamic. Um, and we how, how big is your group? Uh, we are currently seven people, including the DM. Okay, it's pretty. So that's a big group. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, and it it accumulated over time. We started with five, and then Mm -hmm. we were four for a bit, and now we're seven. Um, or sorry, we were six, five, and now seven. Anyways, uh, the the um the nice thing about that is you you start to get a sense of uh what people's tendencies are and if they want to do that kind of thing. And we have very intentionally uh had conversations outside of our game sessions where we go. Hey, like when this happens, that puts pressure on the rest of us to respond a certain way. And so like mm. it, it takes these kind of difficult conversations to say like, hey, let's make sure everybody gets, um, you know, their their spotlight moment in an episode, for example. Like and let's all yeah. be be yeah. attentive to um, when it's not our time to do the thing, even if we have a great idea that we really want to do, like give people their space. And then the the other side of that is like communicate. So we do we have a lot of very tense arguments in character on our show. Like our our sort of like go to rule is and it's real. Like you're really mad at we're each really, other. Really, really mad. <laughs> but you're just mad in character. Yeah. It gets it gets very use very it stressful. use this. Hate does not describe how sometimes I feel. <laughs> Um, we loathe entirely. Yes, exactly. Man, yeah, we've had, we've How had I some would dark describe my feeling for my fellow. But players. I think to, to, <laughs> to piggyback on that, I, I think something that's really important in in any campaign, and I guess what Shane was kind of getting at is, we did have that time, that buffer to practice. And I think for any D and D group or anyone that's looking to play D and D that's listening right now, like it's not going to be perfect. And the most important thing you can do is just communicate. The, if you're the DM running a new game with a new group communicate some ground rules, communicate what's okay and what's not okay to do in game, whether that be like rated whatever kind of stuff. And then if anyone has a problem, it's always important to bring that kind of stuff up. And I think communication is really important because it allows you to build the group that you guys want to have. And I think that's kind of what we were able to do. And what was kind of a silver lining for our podcast was the ability to have that little pre-podcast campaign that we did with completely different characters and just learn how we play with each other and, and talk to each other when something came up, you know? And I think that's one of the best things that I could give as advice for anyone worrying about, um, rules or, or if you're going to, if you're going to piss someone off or whatever it is or or upset. Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, so to kind of get, like distill that down, it's kind of like you're saying like, hey, like, you know, best laid plans and all is great for your character. But like your character is a living person, essentially. 
So you need to like go with the ebbs and flow of not just the campaign, but the table itself. Right. Yeah. The, right? the, um, the yeah. give and take, um, I, there's this expression, uh, Russ and I both come from like an acting background, uh, and in, in acting school, there's this expression that got thrown around, uh, that was, uh, hold on tightly, let go lightly. And I always think of it because you do all this work preparing your character, you have this really cool backstory. You have you're like this is the this is the hill my character will die on. This is their one principled thing, and then something happens in the session <laughs> yeah. where that can no longer be the case, right? And it's either are you gonna are you gonna <laughs> yeah. ruin the game for everybody, or are you gonna change your character behind the scenes without anybody knowing and and have a new yeah. character that evolves from the circumstance, you know? So that's yeah, you know. yeah. And I, I love how like you know it's that same old answer also of like like communication, like any, any, any kind of interpersonal dynamic, whether you're like creating characters in D and D or like in a marriage, (laughs) just like, Hey, just talk to each other, sit down and talk to each other. Tell, tell people how you feel, tell people what you want. You know, that is just, you, it's impossible to over communicate in really any context. Yeah. Unless you're, Unless you're on a podcast and you talk too much. <laughs> I think way too much. That, I don't know who said, somebody said something that made me think about it, but I feel like D&D is such an interesting medium of storytelling is because it's ongoing. So like if you're if you're reading a book, there is an end. If you're watching a TV show, there will be an end. I think TV show might be something similar because there's all that time, right? And I, I think a good way to think about it too is like if we break it down to like a combat scenario, it's like if I don't get to kill the monster, that's okay. There's going to be another fight. Right. So if I don't get to do my yeah. cool thing now, instead of pushing and trying to ruin the game, just put in the back of my head like, oh, there's, you know, next week's session or there's next session or I'm going to run into this again. If it's not concluded or it didn't end the way I wanted to, we still have time. Like campaigns go for years. Yeah. So it's like that's something else that's always in the back of my head, too, that makes it so it's just like, hey, whatever. I didn't get to kill it. You know, Kelly did or or, or whatever. It's like, cool. That's you bet I, I, did. And I, I think another thing I think Shane kind of mentioned is just share the spotlight, you know, because I want to. Yeah. I I don't know if if anyone at the table has seen it, but I feel like I'm very like I root I love for when my boy party members do cool stuff, and it just makes me so happy. So like, I want Shane or Kelly you're the guy to kill. who sets up the spike. Yeah, right? I yeah. want you to kill the character. You know, I want to I want to be able to yeah, help you yeah. do cool things because then it's we're all having fun. And I think uh, just knowing that yeah. the game is ongoing and it's you know it's going to there's going to be another moment where I can do something cool. I'm cool with that. I'll, I'll wait for them. You know. Well, I mean, you're even touching on something even in the medium of movies and shows and stuff, too, is that like for there to be a great character to do like a great thing, like to have that great moment, there's often another character who's setting them up. Yeah. You know, there's another character who's like if they're going to spike the ball, they didn't just do that in a vacuum by themselves. If you notice, there are other characters around them who like that set them up in that situation perfectly. And then, and then when everything happens, it's just so satisfying. Yeah. And you're just like, yeah, I'm actually, See, and I mean, that brings up a, a, part. a great Sorry, point. Go for it. No, no, go I'm just remembering it. a part before we move on. I just want to say, Shane, remember that part in the, in the game where you turned everyone to, it was like mud creatures. You turned them oh, all, yeah! you took the water out. Completely yeah. threw off our DM. With we were this fighting mud monsters. Of, yeah, yeah. Go I, ahead. I used create. I used destroy water to remove the water from the mud monsters. <laughs> yeah, and it made them all nice frozen. They, it made them, you know, big sand golems basically. And then Russ literally yeah. just ran through them. <laughs> as, yeah. So it was just like you know, you get really fun cinematic moments if you kind of have that spirit about mm-hmm. it. Yeah. Well, we're talking, I mean, we've mentioned a lot about, you know, the intersection of, of movies and D&D also, but like, do you guys think, you think like there's, there's like movie characters that don't work well in a D&D setting? Ooh, yeah. Uh, like, is yeah. there a certain trope that you just hate to have at the table? 
Here's um, the thing. I yeah, will I will defend to the bitter end your right to play a broody rogue. Uh, <laughs> That's what everyone thinks. Yes. Everybody. Okay. People are like, you are like, everybody hates that guy <laughs> because they've played with a guy who literally sits down at the table and doesn't do anything the entire session because they're brooding, right? Yeah. That's not fun. That's yeah. just some. I'm guy a loner. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, the loner. I'm a loner with a dark background. Yeah. yeah. Wolverine's my favorite Wolverine. comic book character. I don't <laughs> yeah. need anyone. Yeah. Wolverine's a great example because Wolverine is the he's so fucking cool. He's super capable. He can totally make it on his own, yeah. right? But he has all these awesome character flaws that mean he has to rely on other people or he'll be exiled. You know, he he is on a team. Yes. So find a way for your whatever whatever that character is to coexist with people however begrudgingly you know like i think there's there's i mean as that. as well the number one x-men bad guy can fuck up wolverine in a heartbeat it's magneto totally yeah so yeah so he needs <laughs> yeah, he needs other people yeah. the most fought bad guy in the x-men universe yep. controls metal wolverine's <laughs> worst nightmare yeah i think that's a good way to to put it too it's like cuz at the end of the day dnd is a cooperative game like there is going to be moments where you can like do cool stuff by yourself, like whether that's the rogue that's brooding sneaks off and does a cool stealth mission, or or the fighter gets to fight a bunch of things and 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 come out victorious, or, or the the cleric gets to heal that that person and bring them back from the brink of death. But there's at the end of the day, you're all a party and you're you're helping each other out, and that's a cool way to remember, like, hey, we're we're having fun together. The, yeah, because it's yeah. it's something like this. I don't have friends. I got family. Yeah, family. family. <laughs> that's right. That's family. right. Yeah. And that's family. one of the things I, I was going to bring it up and we kind of just naturally got there, which is great, is that's the thing too, is when it comes to creating characters and not just even the D&D world, um, but when, if you, you know, are writing a script, a book or whatever, you just, you know, are bored on a drive to your job and you're thinking about like, hey, like, what would a cool character be like? It's like, you got to think about it too, is it can't just be a lone character because a lone character is boring in and of itself because there's know where to evolve or have that tension and build because that's one of the things i always like to bring up too is like you know it's like hey you can't be that brooding rogue and then at the end of the session be pissed that no one interacted with you right. your story didn't happen <laughs> yeah. or anything like that it's because you're not you, you can't just sit in a corridor and skulk you know it's like oh well um there's no one for me to fucking stab right now <laughs> so i guess um i'm just gonna keep sitting my sitting here and sipping my mead but it's like yeah you just you got to remember it's like in order to have a character, you need to have them be interacting with other people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I think will the, say it's, and then all right. It's also like okay no. if you want to play a campaign where it's very combat heavy. Like if you want to play a campaign yeah. where you want to just do a bunch of damage and, and stab people, D and D there is a space for that. But like if you want to have a story <laughs> like what we're talking about, you need to you need to. There's a little give. You need you know, like give and take. Like yeah. if someone does end up coming up to the corner of the bar where you're sitting, don't just completely shut down and don't say anything to them. Maybe give them something to work with. You know, it even is even if it's just the yeah. playfulness of like you trying to ignore them and yeah. not being able to, right? Like there's yeah. there's play in there. So I there. I've done that as a DM. I have had characters that have been that brooding, not necessarily rogue, but just brooding character sure, that doesn't yeah. want to talk to anybody. An orc. So I will 100% create an NPC that cannot be ignored and <laughs> does not want to be ignored, <laughs> and it will be the antithesis of that. And we're like, you're sipping, and I'll be like, hey, like a little gnome. Like trickster illusionist, illusionist comes up and starts talking to you. He's like, hey, 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 what are you doing? What's that? Hey, and That's like, that if, odd like the guy yeah, yeah, yeah. But it forces them. Comes up and keeps talking. Like, I just want to eat my lunch before I get back. Like, like, like I'm just trying to eat my sandwich. Yeah. Yeah. 
I'm on TikTok. Well, Give me a I mean, The those... meaning of life. Why are you asking me those questions on my break, man? <laughs> Try to turn my brain off. Oh, yeah, right. But those are the negative things, like, whereas in real life, those are negative consequences. But, you know, in stories and with characters, that's what makes things really interesting. I read this uh, really interesting post online uh, where they were saying, like, uh, hey, you know, my friend wrote this character where, like, this the city worshipped uh, these birds, and and they birds believe, aren't real though. Yeah, exactly. They're yeah. not real. They're, they're not fantasy concept. They're government conspiracy. <laughs> but in in the fantasy, these birds were uh, actually okay, okay. real, and they they worship these birds and they see them as sacred. And then they then it's like, well, well, what are the natural consequences? What are the negative sides of that? Yeah. And don't lean away from that. Lean into it because well, if you worship birds, that means you probably have birds everywhere. There's probably bird shit everywhere all yeah. over your city. <laughs> and it's like, but then if there's bird shit everywhere, then there's probably a industry of like people cleaning constantly. Mm. And then maybe they're collecting this bird shit, and it's like it's sacred. Yeah, you know what I mean. Guano, bird shit fanatics. Yeah, guano. You know, <laughs> yeah. yeah. And then and then maybe you know your city actually develops like healthy sanitation because of the negative thing. You know, like where these negative things end up being part of the fun and part of what's interesting about your characters. Yeah. Whereas I, in the real world, that would suck. And, and that's one of the things I also was thinking about when we were talking about this concept was what your character has does not define them. It is what your character is lacking. Oh, right? Sure, is yeah. that yeah. is what's most important. Flaws of the best. Flaw, it, yeah, because if, yeah. If, you, if, you know, to bring it back to that lawful good paladin, right? You know, it's like, cool, we all know what you're doing, but what you're lacking is actual morality because like there's a whole, like if a kid steals a loaf of bread from a baker in order to feed himself because he will starve to death if he doesn't, like you present that to the paladin and like all suddenly now it's like, yeah, the lacking was the morality there right so it's like mm-hmm. those are the situations that are going to make your character really interesting so you can't have a john wick character that just is naturally good at everything or the tom cruise and mission impossible yeah. character you need to have them make sure that like they have things that are lacking from their repertoire and from their personality uh in order to make them even more interesting well yeah. brando yeah. you mentioned earlier like what's a what would be what movie character wouldn't work in D, right and and, and thinking about it like this isn't an this isn't an absolute answer because I, I actually don't think there are any absolutes when it comes to D anD D. It's such a flexible system, uh, but like Superman is a character. Wow, you're such a Jedi that struggles a lot in in film adaptations, um, and and even in the, some of the comics. Right, he's a character that that is difficult to tell a compelling story with because he's so powerful and so good. Yeah, right. Yeah. And so it's like that. That's the, that's the kind of like. The thing to try to avoid when you're creating your D&D character is like, even if he's really good at, even if I rolled insanely well when I built my character sheet, like there has to be a, a an Achilles heel, some something that yeah. makes this character not uh, exhaustingly competent compared to the entire team. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, we did an episode uh, a few weeks ago, several weeks ago on Back to the Future, and like we we noticed how like Marty McFly does not change throughout the whole mm, movie. Like yeah. in the first movie, he has no character arc. There's zero character yeah. arc. Like he and he's a good guy. He's charming. He's he's capable. He's competent. He, you know he fights the bullies, all that stuff. Uh, so he's a great guy. There's nothing wrong with him, and he doesn't change. But the same, like with Superman, what you have to do is you have to, like, they change the people around them and they change the world around them. And you can do that if you're writing a movie. You can do that if you're yeah. writing a story because you're in control of everything. Well, doesn't, right? not, but not, when not, you're, to, uh, not to cut you there, but doesn't Marty McFly eventually back down from a fight? Isn't that his biggest? Yeah, well, that's in the in the third one. Mm, in yeah. the third okay, one okay, but not within the first movie. I, 
forgive me. Yeah yeah, 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 but not just within the first one. He's just like he's just start to finish the same dude. Sure, yeah, yeah. But the thing is, is is you know you can you can you know change the world around you when you're the like the writer. You're essentially, or you know maybe if you're the DM. Sure. But when you're like playing D and D, the only one you have control over is your your character. Yeah. <laughs> you know you. So you have to have flaws. You have to have like. Do you guys go into like when you're creating your characters? Do you go in like specifically like here's what I'm bad at. Here's what my flaws are. Yeah. Do you want to speak yeah, to I mean, this? For, yeah, for Flynn, I uh, I, I had some flaws. I, I don't know. Eh. Gullible is one of them. And uh, just like <laughs> innate an optimism of like just like being able to always, you know, be positive. And then that's also changed. And now he's having some kind of problems with just like what's right and wrong. And now that's kind of something where he's second guessing himself most of the time. And it's like, is this the right thing to do? Am I, am I doing the right thing? It was even more so in the beginning of the mm-hmm. campaign. Just like trying to figure out what the right answer is. So like, yeah, I, I love building flaws into my character. And I feel like there's something to, you know, make it interesting, which I think is kind of a, a, a through line that we've had throughout this this uh, conversation so far. Yeah, and it becomes important uh, yeah. to keep refocusing yeah. on that too because mm-hmm. D&D is such a long game. You do have to like be like, hey, where where am I at with that, with that gullibility or that cheeriness or whatever? Like what's this character's journey been so far? And like where do I want to go with it? And where does my DM want? to go as well yeah 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 I, I played a character once where like his major flaw was just, he just lied about everything like he he, yeah. he was he always lied and, and he, he was he couldn't be vulnerable he couldn't and honesty was a vulnerability and so he he just lied even when he didn't need to lie and um i think i just rode that because i was having so much fun with that but i, I think everyone else at the table was really after a while i was like hey seriously what happened and i was just i couldn't give a straight answer i eventually had to like call brando one day because i was the dm for this i'm like hey man like i i get the character concept and it's great but now the players are actually getting frustrated yeah. with you a little bit because they're wanting they're wanting to build story with you and you just lying can't allow that to happen well i mean that just thinks makes me think of like you essentially you know my character was essentially villainous yeah oh yeah and i think of like these bad characters oh and you mentioned breaking bad earlier about how like walter white is he's a bad person walter white is bad but i love those characters because i just walked watched through mad men uh Uh, don draper's another one yeah, he's he's like he's not a good guy. And I remember telling you for like years ago when I watched it the first time through, I was like, dude, I love Mad Men. I love Don mm. Draper, such a cool character. And he's like, doesn't he just cheat on his wife and he's a jerk all the time? Like, what's wrong with you? And I was <laughs> like, oh yeah. yeah. And I didn't realize at the time it's like I love the character, but that doesn't mean that like I like what they do. Yeah. You know, it's almost the exact no. opposite. It's like I hate what they do, but that's what makes me love. Yeah. Them. I mean, another great one is like Lannisters from Game of Thrones, sure. right? Like I oh, fucking yeah. loved the Lannisters and it's not because they're good characters it's or like good in, in morality yeah. and ethics yeah. it's because they are so well-written characters and they're so evil and but they're so just interesting to watch and also I think they had some of the best actors yeah. Yeah. of uh, Game of Thrones were part of the Lannister family doesn't hurt that they're super hot <laughs> yep. Yep. yeah also true too I mean even Charles Dance man oh boy yeah dude anyways so uh we got to get into trivia here in a moment, sure. but before we do, we I want to ask you guys one last question. I brought it up at the very beginning of like, I like to take two different characters, like fictional characters and c- try to combine them. So on the spot right now, I want each one of you to take a turn and be like, hey, you're, if you could, you know, like, let's say your guys' character in Venture Forth dies. Oh boy. The next character you play, like what two characters would you like want to mesh together in this idea to be like, hey, this would be an interesting combo. Like, 
I did for one for one, Brandon, you're gonna be very surprised by this. I did uh I combined Superman and Sabretooth was like my personality oh. and traits that I wanted. Someone like highly capable and like one in like like they had the morality of Superman, but in Sabretooth like was very bestial. And so it was like when it got angry, would like immediately just go straight to action. And so it was like, hey, like this is kind of like a cool pull back and forth. Like so for you guys, like if you, it, what would be two character fictional characters you want to play as in a, in a D and D character? Oh, that's I think I'm almost, I think I have an idea, um, and it might not be the best, but this is just off the top of my head. Um, I've been really thinking because the one class that I haven't really played a lot is Warlock, and it's something I really love to do because I feel like it's really fun to give like mm. the DM complete control over my backstory is like or like whatever happens is like you are my god basically, and so I've yep. been always thinking like I, I love. Like the the simple country boy kind of like, you know, down to earth. Like I, I don't I, I just do my thing. And I think the two characters that I, I would like to put together, and again, this is just this might be terrible, but uh the Red Dead Redemption main character, I can't remember his name, but that serious The first oh, one? The the first inside I think he's the main protagonist in both of them. I can't remember his name. No, it's a different guy. Arthur is in the it, second one. Arthur then, Arthur. Arthur's in the second one. Um yeah. so Arthur and then uh I can't remember the actor's name. We were talking about this earlier, uh, Shane, but the Stranger Things, Dave, Dave Hopper, is that his name? Harbor. Uh, the, David Harbor? Har- oh, yeah. yeah. The character and yeah. Yeah, the, the cop and like meshing those two together and making a warlock where they're just, they're like this cool, calm, collected, but also just trying to figure shit out and like maybe has like an alcohol problem <laughs> and it's just trying, because, and maybe the alcohol problem is because of there's a, a deity that he made a deal with that he's not maybe 100% sure was a good idea. And I think that would be such an interesting character to play a warlock for. But that that's what I was thinking off the top of my head. <laughs> but Shane, I, I, like I don't that. know if you have nice. one. I, nice. Yeah, thank you for, you You gave me a lot of time to think about I, I it. Thought, yep, <laughs> come up with something good. <laughs> yeah, well, um, yeah, well I, the, here's my, here's where, just what I went to for, for what we have. Um, uh, Dumbledore and Ooh. Boromir. So somebody who is <laughs> right, like right, super, right. super uh, knowledgeable, powerful, revered, uh, and somebody who is cowardly, uh, has a chip on their shoulder, uh, is trying to prove themselves to everybody. Uh, just the, 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 the pull between those two poles of this person's actually really, really capable, but he doesn't think anybody believes him <laughs> and and, yeah. and also Ooh, when the like, yeah, when the moment syndrome. comes to 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 serve the thing he's too scared to actually use the power that he has something like that yeah mm. i love that dude that is awesome Did i you, love that you thought of that on the spot <laughs> jeez this is why these guys have a successful yeah. 100%. <laughs> I, lo- I love the I, I love the Holy idea shit. of like a warlock that the patron is like so like messed mm-hmm. up that it's like I have to drink in order to yeah. sleep because I don't want to remember my dreams yeah. and I love the idea of like having a character that's like I know I'm probably like the most important person here but I truly don't believe yeah. it well I want to make you answer it too uh, I want to make you answer your own question <laughs> I just did I did the same I gave you the same okay. question right, and is, I did that to go with yeah, that yeah, 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 yeah. Well, well, give us, I give us an idea be, too yeah. I want to hear what yeah, you got do you have any? I have so anyways one. I have it's, it's trivia time now okay we're getting copping out okay cop out okay I'm yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna one up the venture fourth guy, see if I can. Mm, okay. Uh, my two characters would be Superman and Superman. <laughs> no, Superman and Clark Kent. Superman and Wolverine. Superman. Oh, good. <laughs> no, I would mix Bugs Bunny and James Bond. Okay. And I, I and it would be like a character who is like 
has no problem with like mercilessly just killing people and is very competent and can like perform the mission, but gets distracted all the time in the spy hijinks and like and and infiltrating and interacting with other characters and 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 postpones. And like you know what I mean? Like, it's yeah. totally not so McGruber. Yeah, you'd be McGruber. Was that without? <laughs> is it already a character? Like yeah. idea that it, instead of going to uh, Q for all of his uh, technology, Bond has to go to Acme and just get him. Like, <laughs> Acme. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. He maybe he works yeah. for yeah. Acme. Yeah. You know? This thing's bard, rogue, multi-class. That's, that's right. That's, that's right. Yeah. Oh gosh. Maybe yeah. a couple levels of uh, bard, yes. College of Whispers, <laughs> and a rogue uh, assassin. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> All right, thank you for indulging That's me. Great. I love it. All right. <laughs> it's trivia time. Man, I love the fact that our two guests here were bopping <laughs> to, uh, Dude, to our, our track. trivia song. It's a good track. Isn't the banger, trivia man. song great? <laughs> Everybody, like, without, like, because Brett and I was, like, sitting there. Yeah. We, 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 we yeah. Doing, we're, well, we're bopping to it, help. too. I mean, I'll say, I mean, if, if Shane's bopping, that's, that's a good sign, because he's our audio composer for all of the music on the podcast, so... Uh, if he likes right, it, that's that's yeah. a good sign. <laughs> affirmation. Yeah. Affirmation. Yeah. Yep. Um, that's very nice. <laughs> well, sadly, uh, last week we did an episode that was called The Best Sequels of All Time. And Brad and I settled the debate on what is the best sequel. And in trivia, I lost. Yes. So I, I won last week. So I have to spin the wheel sp- of shit. Okay. The wheel the wheel of, the, of yes. bad stuff. So all right, all right you right, ready, Brando? Uh yeah, go. All right. Oh God! What this is motivation to get the trivia questions right. <laughs> what does it even say? Uh, what Whitney? H- oh, we do hit Whitney Houston. We're not way doing too Whitney rough. Houston again. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, there we go. Hot sauce. I got to do hot sauce. We do that one a lot too. But yeah. so hey, so <laughs> what's on the shot of hot sauce? Oh yeah. Of- yeah. We get a video of this sh- shot. Yeah. All right. All right. All right. Do it, baby. Cheers. I'm so glad we're not oh, doing that, Shane. Oh, yeah, no, thank face. you. Uh, oh, <laughs> he's making a face. Oh, no, I just... Oh. oh, God. Oh, my God. He's throwing up everywhere. There's <laughs> <laughs> puke on the right. mic. It's, it's right. on Brando. Everyone has oh, a reason. God. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to chase this with some... There you go. That'll help. That'll help. <laughs> Am I allowed to do that, Brando? Yeah, yeah, yeah go for it. I, I uh, feel how bad. How firm are your hot sauce? This gives everyone a reason... <laughs> this gives everyone a reason to check out our Instagram because you have to see this video I just took of Owen's sour face. <laughs> oh, it's bad. All right. Uh, so so trivia is going to be weird today because typically yeah. we talk about like a specific topic or a specific movie or show or something. But today we're just talking about the concept of characters. <laughs> so I don't know how this trivia is going to go. We yeah. put something together. Uh, who would like to ask the first question? Uh, yeah, hope, hopefully it's fun right. and not just like stupid, but no, yeah. no guarantees. <laughs> Well, welcome to Banner Such. Where I'm being <laughs> Love that. We don't make that guarantee in our yeah, shows. Yeah. So you guys will just ask, and uh, Owen and I will answer at the same time. We'll just we'll just yep. shout yep. it out. So awesome, or he'll cough it out. So so give it to us, baby. Okay, Russ, you want to you want to pick one? Or you wanna um, yeah, if you want to start off with the first one that we talked about. Okay, all right, okay. So this is our most this is our most esoteric. It's all downhill downhill from here. <laughs> this one has this one has like a definitive answer. Okay. <laughs> So maybe Start that's good, strong. but who knows? In Joseph Campbell's Hero's Journey, what 
God is the second phase. And there's a hint here if that's if that's way too out of left field. No, 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 no. Don't give the hint. Okay. I think I know the answer. Okay. Uh, this, this, what's the second phase? Yeah. And this is the second uh, of the 12 uh, steps, not the second of the, I think it's three chunks, if you will. Uh, yeah. Okay. I think I know the answer. Oh. So this is the rise and fall of the hero's journey. Yes. Yeah. As documented by Jerry Cam. Yeah. <laughs> Jerry Sorry, Cam. I'm, I'm seeing stars right now. Um, <laughs> is that yeah, whatever could that be? All right. Yeah, uh, three, two, one. Well, you answer. You just answer. Oh, the call to action. I was gonna say the inciting incident. Oh man, it's close. so it is the it is the step after the call to adventure, which is oh. interestingly refusal of the call to adventure. Oh yeah. shit, that's right. Oh. Yeah. No. All right. Look at me. I was so cocky, man. <laughs> Which uh, I, maybe uh, you should have some hot sauce. It's something that's kind of interesting because <laughs> D and D is so much about you know like accepting the call, but it is like the reluctance yes, and. is something so uh, quintessential, right? Mm-hmm. That it's like, oh, I have to go yeah. on this hero's journey. Damn it. <laughs> yeah. I was thinking of uh, Bill Baggins, Lord of the Rings. Just like eventually, he doesn't want to leave the yeah, Shire. Yeah. Doesn't want anything to do with this stupid ring, and then that's what makes it so much better. You know. <clears throat> Han yeah. Solo, another another great yeah. one. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, he doesn't want to nah. help out the rebels. He's just doing his own. But then when they actually do they it, give then a, it makes they have a big so hug. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> is there like something like that? With you Star go, Trek Bilbo. That, like, that that you could think of with Star Trek, or is it now because Star Wars is just better? Oh God! Dude. <laughs> <laughs> no, they get their distress call and they always answer it. They're not reluctant at all. They're okay, Starfleet officers. Go play your. Flute. I had to. I had to. I had to do a little poke. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Oh, there's a lot okay. of uh, there's a lot know, of political reluctance in, in Star Trek, and it's about do you obey the yeah. there you go commander? Do you know? I, yeah. yeah I, I mean, I love Chris Pine just as much as the other guy. Just, just the, the other, other guy. guy. <laughs> William Shatner. Did, did you see the pun that although, I did there? Although I will, the you know, it's like the, um, yeah. if you go in Chris Pineverse, that that first Star Trek movie with Chris Pine, he doesn't join Starfleet until he's like that's right. To. Yep. Uh, yeah. Same same deal. And it's yeah. the best Star Trek movie that, ever. That movie fucking rules. Uh, it's, it's good. <laughs> it's really good. It Thank you. It's good. Yeah. It's good. It's good. All right. Question All number right. two. So question number two. I'm just going to go down the line. And again, these questions, some of them may be a little bit subject to what we thought the correct answer would be. Um, <laughs> Okay, so disclaimer. Um, <laughs> we love subjectivity. <laughs> Maybe here. we'll get credit for who gets. So basically, the it's whoever we like more is going to get the point. That's right. Uh, yeah. Popularity contest. Oh, here, let me fix my hair. Yeah. So, oh, how do I look? Question number two: <laughs> What's the only wrong way to play Dungeons and Dragons? Ooh. Oh, I oh the only wrong way sober. <laughs> <laughs> Very true. I love that. Um, <laughs> Uh man. Oh, that's a great question. That's a great question. I I, I do think I have an answer. Uh, like a true answer. Sure. I I think I have an answer. All right. Uh Brandon, you go first on that. I would on say like one. unengaged. Ooh. Like you have to you have to engage in the in the call. You have to, you, you know, the reluctance you talked about. Like you can't just be like, a, no, oh, you, know, you can't be unengaged. That's you have okay. you have to like get in there and Owen, what do you think? It. I was gonna to I was gonna say alone. What do you mean? <laughs> well, you can't play. Yeah, <laughs> just you and the DM. It's just, no, it's just you. Just yeah, <laughs> you're, it's just you. You're the dungeon master and oh, the four characters. We had. Uh, I think that's called writing. I yeah. think um, Shane. I think uh, there is someone that got a good answer. Yeah, I would. Okay. I would give it. Yeah. So we put down having a bad attitude, 
the spotlight stealer being toxic or being too cool for it. So Brando, I believe we would give you a point yeah. for for the being the being All the brooding right. person that doesn't want to engage with the party. Because yeah. it is or again, being, it's a or very being somebody game. that's like, this is silly. I don't. I'm not gonna play right. pretend with you guys. I'm just gonna <laughs> yeah. sit here yeah. being making jokes. <laughs> mm-hmm. like, right. You're too cool for school. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Go save the farmer's daughter. Yeah. Just do it. Yeah. yeah. Dude, D is part of the zeitgeist God. now. It's cool. Shut the fuck up. I cannot just just t- tangent. I cannot stand players that are like, I already know this dungeon, and so I'm not gonna engage with the puzzle. I'm just gonna insta solve it because I, yeah. you know, like that is like a nightmare. Oh God! Makes me. Yeah. Makes me. Metagame. So <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Anyway. It's pretend. It's pretend, guys. Yeah. Just be pretend. Yeah. Okay. So. All right, bring it, baby. So Owen's our, our DM. So he's gonna have this one. I think he might have this one. Yeah. And Ooh. this is this is for character. You We've been talking me, about thanks. how to make a compelling character. This is character construction, mm-hmm. but it also kind of folds into that. So in the player's handbook, which is the like primary handbook for. I already you're never ready what are three background choices of, of the many can you name three examples of a background choice for? you player? might be able to stumble into oh, this I, I, too yep. <laughs> it's true yeah. you could probably just name, name I think stuff. I can name three <laughs> And then, oh, and make sure that Brando's yeah, not looking right. up things on the internet right now. Make sure no one's cheating. <laughs> no, no. Brando, you just I go into the computer. I'm not cheating. <laughs> hey, I cheat the IRS, not banter. No, uh, no D&D Beyond up right all now. Right. <laughs> all right, Brando, give us uh, three backgrounds from uh, D&D 5E PHB. Okay. Yeah. You are going to be able to do yes, this. Yes, 100%. Right? I think I can okay. do it. I think Noble is a background. That's one. That's one. Um, I think... Uh, orphan is a background. Um, and uh, oh, uh, no, not orphan, like street urchin. There, there you go. You yeah, got I was gonna it. give yeah. you, gonna yeah. give you it. Urchin. it is, yeah, urchin is one, is the other one. Okay. Yeah, okay. And a third one, um, oh no, is it, is it like a just a general laborer or like a blue collar, just like a like a, a field is worker? Is that your final answer? <laughs> general laborer. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, general. The, there's guild the, merchants. The is kind of what they're going merchant. for. Yeah. 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 Or yeah. mysterious background. background. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but I mean, so yeah, you, you're right. You have street urchin. Uh, you have a uh, soldier. Yeah. Soul, I was soul, say entertainer a and a, a sub yeah. one of soul of entertainer is gladiator. Folk hero, hermit, scholar. Oh, Maybe we should have um, made it five. How many more <laughs> 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 well, Brandon almost got three. Yeah, yeah, that was good. That was good. Yeah. 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 Outlander. Outlander. That's a great Outlander. one. A lot of people That's play Outlanders. Yeah. yeah. All right. Oh, yeah. Uh, um, I, Brando, I am going to give you a point because general laborer, it is like guild merchant. So Okay. Yeah. Guild uh, I'll give you it. So yeah. it's, it's two to I one. With I'll UPS take the charity. That's right. <laughs> exactly. I make minimum wage at a fast food restaurant. <laughs> I'm gonna save that farmer's daughter. I'm the Uber driver background. That's right. <laughs> oh, I play. A, I play. A, Everybody, get in. We're going on an I play adventure. A cavalier fighter. So. That's right. <laughs> With the Uber driver background. With the horse and everything. A whole fucking. Uh, your your horse is named yeah, Uber. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then later on, I'm, I'm able to cast fly on it, and we call it what? Yeah. Yeah. Lift. We call yeah. it lift. Lift. Yeah. Oh, like, is, is, yeah. If, if y'all are enjoying, where's that womp womp sound effect? Yeah, yeah. Are you a five star general in your army? <laughs> <laughs> this isn't indicative of what Venture Fourth is like. <laughs> is no, 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 no. <laughs> 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 all 
All right. Are we ready for question four? All right. Yes. This is going to be another uh, PHP question. Um, yes. So we'll see what happens. But question four. What are the re- recommended quick build ability scores when building a paladin in the PHP, the player's handbook? What are the so these are oh, these are the one. two the two uh, the book recommends two ability scores to prioritize as the when you're building a paladin mm-hmm. in D Like, do you want the numbers no, or like the, the uh, which which, which two abilities? Of the, which so, of the six? Like, yep. do you think are the ones strength? That, you know it. I know. Yeah, yeah. Oh, one knows. Yeah, 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 yeah. I think. Yeah. I think. I think right. I know it. Yeah. Um, Wisdom. <laughs> Dexterity. So I think which, the two are. Constitution and charisma? Close. And it is strength and charisma. Oh, yeah, strength and charisma. Man. Because they are typically that uh, you know, brute, but they yeah. need charisma as their yeah. casting ability yeah. and to do all their spells. But yeah, that's something we wanted to touch oh. on too, is like nah. you can build the character how they want it to be built or how they suggest, but you can also the cool thing with D is that you can just do whatever you want. Like like with yeah. my character, the fighter, yeah. I'm pretty sure strength is normally what a fighter is built with strength and con. But for mine, I, I wanted to build con, a Dex yeah. character because he's a small little halfling. And he's just, in my mind, he's yeah. not the strongest of the bunch. So I, I kind of flipped that on its head like we were talking about before. And that's the cool thing with D&D is you can kind of just do whatever you want. You can take what they suggest or throw it out the window and do something else. I think I think we built a, a friend of ours, a rogue that was bad at Dex. And it's yeah. like, that's going to be struggle, but it could be fun. Who knows? <laughs> when yeah, we were, yeah. uh, I well, mean, you could do like a strength rogue and be like a right. thug, right? Like yeah. just like the typical yeah. like... Yeah, sky's solid. the limit, and above that. <laughs> <laughs> and well, around I mean, that, that's it what's great. I mean, it's it. infinitely customizable. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, you got another question? Another question coming need, down, the, coming down the pipeline. Yeah, uh, yeah, because we're, we're tied two <laughs> to yeah. two, or else I'm spinning we the wheel three, next week. Three more for you guys. Uh, okay. All right. Okay. Cool. Yeah, we did, we wanted an odd number. So uh, this one's a little more general. Uh, so what fundamental rule of improv? is also critically important to a fun and interesting Dungeons and Dragons campaign. I know this one. I think I know it. All right, Brando, go you for it. You do know it? I do know it, yeah. It's it's the yes and. It is yep. yes and. Yes and. <laughs> Good job. That was awesome. I was worried about that one because it was kind of like Which, a little different, you know? Well, you get into the acting thing. I, I, I've acted in high school yeah. and stuff. And, and that's what, for anyone who doesn't know what that means, yes and is like when someone says this happens, uh, you say you say yes and I do this. Or yes yeah. and you, you, don't have, you don't resist what other people are doing. You just lean into and then The and quickest then way to, to stop it. creativity is say the word no. Yeah. 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 And that's what D&D is all about, the yes and. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, I also come from an acting background. So, yeah. you know. We're just four. Wait, no, do, big deal. do you yeah. come back from an, an acting? Mm-hmm. Acting? When did you act? Elementary school and junior high. <laughs> really? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. In theater class? Mm-hmm. Theater I didn't class. Know I was this. in plays. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, mm-hmm. we, were you like the sugar plum fairy in the Christmas play? Is that what you're saying? <laughs> Uh no, I was Mortimer <laughs> in Arsenic and Old Lace. Oh. I was uh I think that's Mortimer with his main character's name. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. I, I don't know. yeah. Okay. <laughs> I'm impressed. Hey. Yeah. But yeah, that's, I was uh, Tweedledee. I think it, in it's, one other it's point, a cool yeah. uh I love yes and as a principle, but something that we talk about a lot uh in the as we as we were building Venture Forth was that the the yes ending is uh it extends to kind of what we what, what like what we were talking about before with the loner character. There is a way to say no where you're still engaging right there is a way to be like mm-hmm. i don't want to be around here yeah. but you are very very like apparently to your, to your friends and fellow players engaging with the moment um and another another uh, expression we use a lot is pull the lever 
which is like if your DM puts you in a room <laughs> and there's a lever in there and you don't know what it does, pull that son of a bitch. Yeah. <laughs> it, oh, just go. Yes. You gotta go. Oh, yeah. yeah. Say yes to the lever. The, I love the, the one thing that I was thinking about that you mentioned about the brooding character. And it's like an example that I just thought of is saying yes and but still saying no is kind of like if you are that brooding rogue and and you don't want to converse with, the, say, the paladin that's trying to interrogate or find out more about you. Maybe you push away and you say no, but you describe maybe the paladin sees a tear coming down your cheek as you walk away. And that leaves open some like, wait, why was there that tear? Oh, okay, interesting. That opened mm-hmm. up something that was like, that was technically a yes and because it was like, you did, you had a negative response to whatever the paladin said, but it still left open more to, to dig into. Leaving little exactly. uh, breadcrumbs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Yeah, 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 yeah. All right. Well, good job on that yeah, one. That was it. awesome. Yeah. You guys both got that one. Nice. Um, Thank you. All right. Nice. So this one might might be a little bit oh, of a throw up. We'll, yeah. we'll see. A little, little easy one for you guys. But, and it's apropos because what's the easiest class to play in Dungeons and Dragons? Oh, I think I, I'm I think I know this answer. Oh man. You, okay. I mean that's a little little subjective. It's it a little say bit, mechanically, but I think generally agreed Mechanic generally, yeah. Okay. All right. I, I know I, I know the answer then if it's if it's good, it's gonna be do, that. Is it do uh, you want me to go first? It's there's one of two answers. Yeah, go for it. <laughs> I would say fighter. It is barbarian. We put barbarian. Yeah. Because yeah. Barbarian, no, at, at a no. base level, you just have Rage. And fighters get, you know, mm-hmm. a lot of subclasses that you can dive into with. You can get Magic. You have Action Surge. You have Second Wind. You get Maneuvers if you choose. I mean, Battlemaster in and of itself it's a whole is a page very, of stuff. very yeah, complex yeah. subclass. Yeah. So, yeah. Barbarian, you Generally can just Rage barbarian. to level 20 and, and you're going you're yeah. to still be a functional member of your party. Yep. <laughs> but I think we wanted to touch on that because <laughs> we think that even with the simplest class, one... Uh, we don't want people to think that like, I don't want to get into D and D because it's too complicated. It's too complicated to figure out. I don't understand how the rules work. And that I think nods on something that I think I said before was just like, you don't have to worry about that as much, but if you feel overwhelmed, maybe don't play that wizard uh, class, maybe play a barbarian. Yeah. Yeah. With, with a whole book of spells. spells. You just dive into something simple. But the cool thing is with D and D is that you can still play that very simple barbarian. But then on the on the role playing side of it, on the character creation side of it, like we're talking about, you can really dive in and make make some like really good story that really like carries that character. Yep. And yeah, maybe you're only raging in combat, but when you're out of combat, maybe you're trying to figure out how to control that rage, and that could be a whole character arc. I yeah. actually, uh, I did a character that I based off. Um, Jekyll and Hyde mm-hmm. and he was a barbarian yeah. but when he was in his normal form he was an alchemist sure. and we had like a whole stat Very block cool. for him but when he raged because he was a, technically a barbarian it was then he went into the, his Hyde yeah. form and so like there's really cool elements like that that you can if your DM's willing to let you thematically use elements like yeah. that you can definitely uh, incorporate into some better character backstory. Well I've heard of uh, like barbarians being played like werewolves yeah. yeah, like where they're like uh, like a fighter, but then when you rage, like raging is like you turning into your werewolf, werewolf form. Yeah, oh, that's cool. I'm, I, I like that. So, sounds yeah. neat. I think that also nods on something yeah. that's really cool with the game as well is like, yes, there are rules that are written in the book, but you can play homebrew, which a lot, like I started out playing from the book. I played Adventures League when I first started playing D&D, and now I only mm. play homebrew. And it's just like so fun because it kind of just goes off of whatever the table and whatever the DM feels is the right call. And so it... That's another yeah. big thing that I think we want to get across is like there are rules, but I guess as a uh, as a Captain Jack Sparrow, you know, kind of quote is like they're more like guidelines. 
The more like. And speaking of movies, uh, we do have one final question, Shane, if you want to take it away, that is based on a movie, technically. So here we go. All right. right. So we know the the D&D movie is going to come out eventually. There's a lot of memes about how it got got rescheduled because of uh, scheduling conflicts, very much like a real D&D game. Yes, Uh, very much so. (laughs) Um, So have you guys, I'm assuming you guys have seen the trailer for it? Oh, oh yes. yes. Oh yes. Great trailer, yes. man. So oh, I'm very I'm very well, excited. Yes. Like, oh, freaking yeah. amazing. I was I was pleasantly surprised. I saw I was like, I saw they were making a D movie. I was like, man, totally. whatever. And I saw the trailer, I was like, what? Yeah, I, I cannot tell you how yes. like I was so nervous. <laughs> and then when the yeah, trailer came, I was like, oh, thank goodness. <laughs> yeah. it was, like, looks good. Because the original one is so <laughs> bad. <laughs> and what I like about that. it too is even in the scenes with uh <laughs> Yeah, the, oh, yes, we did. The, the, uh, the chick that's playing the druid, they made the druid badass. Yeah. Like, it, she, she she's looking like she's not some, like, the typical, oh, yeah. like, nature hippie yeah. that a lot of people play druids. Like, no, she's a fucking badass. Yeah. Hell yeah. yeah so, yeah, yeah. what is that called? An owl bear? An, an oil bear. <laughs> um, uh, <laughs> so, you got, you got, uh, you got, you touched on this a little bit already, but can you list four right. classes that are represented in that trailer for the D&D movie? Ooh. Okay. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, so you got one for wait, free. You got I already know. I already know. I already know. So, okay, I already know. Okay, I already so know. we said Druid. That's one. Okay. Okay. Um, there, there's your, here's your gimme. <laughs> uh, Chris Pine plays a bard. Nice. Yes, he does. Which is so utterly perfect. <laughs> oh, yeah. Very good. Um, oh, uh, Michelle Rodriguez is in yeah. it mm-hmm. from Fast and the Furious. Mm-hmm. Um, she play. I'm pretty sure she plays a fighter. Yes. Um... I mean and, that you could also say barbarian in that one because they haven't really shown exactly what she is. Yeah, yeah. I think yeah. in the advertisement, but they did mention in the trailer that w- I think they did have like a list eventually that we looked. Oh, did yeah. they? Okay, yeah. So then oh, definitely, okay. so then you, definitely fighter. Up, okay, yeah. so well, and then there was a wizard in there because I think in the trailer they mentioned the guy was was a there was one of the guys there who didn't get a lot of screen time in the trailer was a wizard. Uh, I think mm. <laughs> that's what I'm. That's, and I there can't. is a fifth character. <laughs> a rogue. No. I thought, oh, and do you know it? Really? I think he's I think he's a paladin, yeah. right? Oh. Was there a wizard? There was, was I right a on that sorcerer, one? Sorcerer, I believe. Yeah, I would give it to you on wizard yeah. though. I think like, so too. Yeah. Aesthetics, and, and, same. And Michelle <laughs> yeah. Rodriguez plays a barbarian, but I believe okay. it's a barbarian, yeah. It is a barbarian? Yeah. Oh, 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 she okay. is. She is. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. Once the movie yeah. comes out, it, I just seem like us. a barbarian. Yeah, well, it's, yeah, it's, it's, it's subjective. Though, so. Honestly, I'm most I'm most interested in Chris Pine's bard and so then uh, the girl who is the druid. The druid, yeah. Those two the look. I mean, Chris too. Pine is uh, the perfect actor to be a bard too. Yeah, he's yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So and that he's the group leader. Yeah. <laughs> so what is it exactly? You do you make plans that. <laughs> <laughs> Look, no matter what, it is going to be better than the 2000s. Right, we're theme. safe in that. Without moment. a doubt, no matter <laughs> what, if it ever releases. Yeah. Jeremy, yeah. Jeremy. I mean, yeah, if it ever releases, releases the there. only <laughs> issue with it is it it doesn't have Jeremy Irons like the first one did. That's the only thing I'm gonna say oh, that the first one did. You better. know what? Jeremy Irons was also in the Aragon movie, and that's also another one of the worst adaptations of all time. Oh, that's so bad. Interesting. Uh, what is what's wrong with Jeremy Irons? I want to have a conversation. Yeah, with that's so sad. All right, did we tie? Did we tie this? No, episode? I I gave us a point for that one each. Okay. Okay, so you got one more, then? yeah, or did I get? You, yeah, so I got. So it is five oh. to four in my favor. That was close. Right, that's I thought enough. I thought you were gonna kind of knock yeah. out the park going because of the knowledge, and, but that was good. Okay, like I feel better that we had a close game 
Oh, thank you. I feel you. better we had a close game. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you underperformed, Owen. So thank <laughs> no, you that's not what I was saying. No, 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 no. Oh, okay. Well, I was in that case, saying, I take Brando, I'm proud of you. <laughs> you get into like the improv and the acting and role playing stuff, and I'm with yeah. you, yeah. honey. I, I, I'm, we, I know. We that. really, yeah. you know, I got a turn talking to you from uh, <laughs> a, a lot of our friends and fans that I'm a little too strict when it comes to the point system, oh, sure. especially against Brando. So uh, he's this, got a, he's got a lot of feedback. <laughs> On, I mean, honestly, like you guys had some. That was great uh, trivia. We gave you a tough thing to like a big concept. Um, and you guys have been fantastic. Oh, this has you. been great. I've had a fun time. You guys yeah. are hilarious. You're knowledgeable. Uh, you're fun. You. And uh, so tell us a little bit how to find you and tell us about Venture Forth. Yeah. So I'm Shane. That's Russ. Uh, we are both Hello. players and performers and creators of Venture Forth, a D&D podcast. Uh, we are available on all podcasting platforms, including YouTube. Uh, if you want to check us out on our website, we have VentureForthDND.com. And you can follow that to whatever uh, apparatus you would like to absorb our material on. <laughs> and a link will be in the show yeah. notes oh, as yeah. well. Yeah. In- including anyone that actually plays D&D, I do the TikTok. So if you want to see silly TikToks of me doing stupid stuff that's related to D&D. Over, over the course of our podcast, Russ has become a TikTok master. I have not. <laughs> no, let's not say that. <laughs> it is crazy. He is so good at it. It's, it's fun. It's, <laughs> fun. He's an influencer. Um, but yeah. <laughs> I, I love the podcast and I think it's a great way for us to kind of tell a story that just we can have people be there with it. Uh, I think that we have a discord that uh, we have a lot of people that listen and they're just in there chatting about it. And, and we live stream the the uh, episodes on, on YouTube. And it's just really fun to just like have that community to kind of share the story and just have people like, oh, it, yeah. you know, for a, and, and as well, like Shane talked about a little bit, but I want to gush on you guys because like Shane does all like the audio engineering, like he said. And so it is very much if you're listening to it, it is it is kind of like listening to an audio novel. Like there's sound yeah, effects, there's good. music. It's not just, you know, f- f- seven friends playing D&D. It's very, With like very one iPhone. Yeah, in the yeah it's, it's not very, that. very well done. Uh, and it's it, well produced. Yeah. It's the quality is great. It, it's, it's fantastic. I, I, I'm, I'm loving yeah. it. So from, from launch, our goal, yeah. you guys are great. So is to create an immersive experience. So I, thank you so much for saying that. Yeah. Nice. Nice. Well, all those uh, links uh, to these guys and Adventure Forth are going to be down in the show notes uh, that anyone can click on. Um, also, you can check us out. We we do a thing too, right? Yeah, we have Instagram and Patreon and website. <laughs> all those will also be in the show notes. Uh, the Instagram is Banter and Such Podcast. The Patreon is patreon.com slash banter and such. And we're proud members of the Helios Network, a collection of great podcasts. Made by regular people. Yes, check us out at www.theheliosnetwork.com to see some of our other amazing podcasts like Master and Debaters. Master and Debaters. <laughs> it is three familiar voices, uh, Puck, Alex, and Spencer. There are three best friends that uh, sit down and they debate soft topics with hard opinions. Oh, and they oh, are God. so witty and so funny. <laughs> I love it. Uh, oh. Like, is a hot dog a sandwich? Is coffee just hot soup? I was in that episode. Bean soup. Yeah. I was in that episode and they dismantled my world. <laughs> like my whole identity. My world I was so mad. Yeah. I couldn't I couldn't keep up with them. Yeah. Cats versus dogs. Uh is Christmas truly the greatest holiday of the year? Mm. Uh different things like that. Uh they will officially be launching the second week of December. So if you're listening to this, we're only a few weeks away from them launching. Nice. Well, I love you all and thanks so much for listening to this week's episode of Banter and Such. Next week, uh we- 
We are. It's jingle, oh my god! It's jingle December. Jingle December spectacular. Yeah. yeah. Yes, we're going to be getting into. Brando's favorite time of the year, yeah. my least favorite time of the year, because I am the Grinch between us two, and we're going to be talking about the most cozy Christmas movies of all time. That's Aww. right. Well, I'm Brando. And I'm Owen. And until next time, may your week be filled with BS. Woo-hoo.